Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And we have a really fun topic tonight. <laughs> I know. I I don't know. You know what's so great about you guys is is because we do this show, everybody's I saw a bunch of people on my page last night saying, God, you have the best content. I love you. Talk about things that nobody else talks about because everybody else is talking about blah, 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 same old news story, same old depressing this, nothing, no hope, nothing. To, oh, the world is falling apart. Well, the world is not falling apart. There's amazing things going on in places that you don't even know about. And if you don't come here and watch this and we don't have people like the two women you're about to find, somebody notifies me of this. And then I do a little research and I say, we got a show and we couldn't do this without people like Amanda Parker at Parker Heights Realty, uh, her new office in Junction City, super cool little building. She bought this little storefront, fixed it up, and she sells houses all over Lane County, but she's really focusing in Junction City a lot. And so if you're right now, they're looking for inventory, they need inventory. And if you're looking for somebody to just kind of help you figure out if it's a good time to sell your house or to buy a house, talk to Amanda Parker. She can kind of help set it up. I, I sent her a message and said, you're not going to believe the story I found for you. You're going to love this. And so uh, I hope you enjoy it too, people, because um, that's why we do this is to kind of educate you, let you know more about what's going on. And if you do have questions of either of our guests or of me uh, about the topic, um, you know, don't ask me about things that have nothing to do with it because that happens sometimes. Um, feel free to put it in the comment section. I'll pull it up and everybody can talk. So let me have, this is Nikki Weaver. Hi, Nikki. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And Caroline, I'm going to move you up to the top. So you're front and center. So we have all the stars in the top. So tell people about what you do. Tell Caroline, me about over Nikki. to you. <laughs> Nikki, start with uh, the program. Yeah. What is the program? On, on the inside, we work with women that are in facilities all over the United States. Actually, this summer we worked with uh, girls that were in Kenya too. And really what we build is creative connection for women that are incarcerated with women on the outside. So breaking down the walls that appear to keep us apart through theater, through storytelling, through healing arts. And Caroline and I met when we, when Caroline was on the inside. So Caroline, you were, you were a, an inmate. I was an inmate. So I already know, but why don't you tell people how you got there? Um, I was incarcerated for burglary two times and identity theft. Uh, prior to that, I mean, I was a heroin and meth addict um, for about four years. And um, it, it took me right to prison, thank goodness, because I'm alive and uh, part of something bigger than myself. So what kind of what kind of hit you that got you thinking because i you were, you were talking before the show even before nikki got here and um what what kind of somebody caring somebody coming in and, and bringing some information to you so what got me involved in the in the program no well was the program in the prison when you were there or did you guys do this this is later no, no, no. So there was a theater program while I was incarcerated. Okay. And then I got involved with um, on the inside after I was incarcerated. Okay. So that theater program was the target. It was something about that that gave you hope or something. What was that? How did that work? Uh, you know, it kind of just happened in the back of my head without my knowledge. <laughs> um, I met Nikki while doing the play um, The Twelfth Night. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I, I think really what happened is 
I just learned how to kind of move through feelings, you know, move through fear of judgment, move through fear of forgetting my lines or, or really giving, or really giving a crap about what other people are perceiving and kind of just taking in what I am perceiving the story is and emulating that through me and um, how that has served my life after that, which I didn't understand was happening, but it gave me the courage to get out of prison and be like, no, I don't want guardianship with my daughter. I want her back. She belongs with me. And it gave me the courage to, I mean, because what did I have to offer? I was just getting out of prison. You know, it gave me that courage to like put myself out there and say, look at my actions and then judge me. And so the stage you got on a theater stage and that theater stage kind of taught you how to deal with the stage of life. Right. Mm. Because if you can do it on the inside, you can sure as hell do it on the outside. Right. So Nikki, how did you, how, I mean, how did you end up, you, Nikki did not end up in prison. She actually <laughs> chose to go to prison. <laughs> you, you know what, you know what, it's funny though, Rick, I feel really at home being in prison settings. And um, it's strange to say that, but uh, my mother worked in correctional facilities, maximum security, men's facilities in the state of California when I was a kid. And, you know, pre-September 11th, I used to go with her on sick days or when school was closed. And I would sit on the floor while she would work with men in maximum security and, you know, draw. And and it was back in the day when she had sort of a mirrored window and a security guard would sit on the other side and she would wear a beeper on her hip if there were any fights or any altercations that would break out. And one of the things that I remember about watching her work was she, she was really a storyteller, you know, a little bit of the conversation we were having before that we started recording. And one of the things that I remember watching that really struck me and came back to me much later in life was she was talking about parental dynamics and she brought in my, my film of Disney and she had shown them, she was showing them Bambi and they were talking about the mother sort of and, and the father and, and when the mother gets killed in that moment of Bambi and then sort of turning the conversation on the men and talking about how many of you had parental support, how many of you have families. And what I remember watching was these grown men um, having an emotional release, crying in, in ways that I had never seen men, adults cry. And anyway, you know, fast forward years to meeting Caroline, um, we were working with Open Hearts, Open Minds, a great nonprofit in the state of Oregon, Carla and her husband, Don, who run that program. And I was invited in as a teaching artist. And really the way it started was Carla just learning my story about my mom working in facility and saying, why don't you come? And really what started is coming once, I attended six months in a row, you know, every Friday night. And that's how Caroline and I started working together. And really what it is, is, is I believe that there's a lot of judgment to people that are incarcerated and, and, a, and a lot of stigma and a lot of labels. And, and all of us wear labels, but and many of us make mistakes in our lives. There's no reason that, that somebody on the inside should be judged or should be perceived as somebody that doesn't have a future that doesn't have a way out, that doesn't have a place of hope. And I think really that's like what I started to think about, how do we offer more hope to somebody that's incarcerated? And really we can do that through storytelling. Uh, they, you're, getting uh, lots of, you're getting lots of comments. I see it. <laughs> you know, a family member yeah. that had an addiction, a problem, and as a felon multiple times over. And then Penny writes, praise mm. God, I'm so very proud of you, Caroline. You are a beautiful woman and strong. And Nikki, you're an angel and a blessing and a gift. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I love you. <laughs> don't, don't you find what, what I, because I have, a, we were talking earlier, I have a lot of friends who have been in prison. Mm -hmm. And I find what, what, 
you know, I don't know. I'd love to do a, I, I love sociology, but I'd love to do a study. And I think that people that come out that what I love about my friends from those, from that experience is they truly love me. Mm-hmm. Not, right. Rick Dancer, not Rick Dancer. They don't give a shit about Rick Dancer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's me. And I can have the most frank and honest conversation with them mm-hmm. because we're on the, we, we end up on the same level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I know what that is. How does the art Nikki bring out that? I mean, I know how art brings out stuff in me, but, and theater yeah. is pretty obvious with Caroline. She's a very vivacious and interesting yeah. woman, but like <laughs> even art and stuff like that, how art, that's the key. We take art out of schools. And I think it's the secret language for a lot of people who don't fit in. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I believe that theater is the place of truth telling, you know, and I think there's a lot of art that's made that schmacting. That's a word that I really love and, and, and have made up, you know, that, that we we go to theater because we watch people pretend. I don't think theater is about pretending. I think theater is about deep knowing and an honest conversation with one person or with 5000 people. And I mean, and really, that's what Caroline was able to do. You stand on stage and you tell the truth. And it's either your own truth or it's a character's truth. And if you're able to do that, then you start wanting to do that more in your life. And if you do that in your life, then you better believe that the people that are in your circle are choosing to be there. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Jason, he's a friend of ours. So, awesome. so Caroline, what is that? What does that do for you to be able to get up on stage and and you know when you're on stage, you are commanding something. Mm-hmm. And does does it make you feel? You know, well, you tell me. I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I played uh, viola. Uh, if you're familiar with the play, and um, a little bit of truth about myself. What my uh, my the burglary that sent me to prison um, was my I burglarized my brother. Uh, so a little bit of backstory. So the in the play, um, it basically at the beginning a shipwreck happens and she loses her relationship with her twin brother. And then she has to pretend to be a man, basically to navigate and to be safe until at the end where they meet each other again. And for me, that really, um, oh man, here I go getting emotional. (laughs) It really gave me the courage and the practice to, to show up for that relationship that I wanted to mend. You know, so I was able to kind of before I I had any interaction with my brother, I was able to like take my truth of my experience with my brother and implement it in what I was what I was telling. And it, it gave me practice on, you know, stripping yourself raw and just taking accountability and just hello, here I am. I'm your sister. I love you. There. There it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't have much experience in other pla- in other plays, though. I. I hope I do in the future. So is that you, you found your you found your you, huh? Didn't you? No, no. Honestly, like honestly, this nonprofit has has given me something I never. This nonprofit is what it is. Not necessarily theater. It's more like the the art therapy, which we're not therapists. So it's, I don't know. That's a loose label. Um, but what it's it art, is, it's art rehabilitation. It really, and, it really and I, and I love is. Nikki's use of storytelling because we all have a story, and maybe, maybe we're just afraid. Maybe the reason we get into trouble and make bad choices and stuff is because we're afraid to really live our true story. Mm. 
mm. we don't. And my true story is pretty is pretty hard for people to swallow. Mm. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the reason, like what led me to my addiction personally is just trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma and by the time i was i think maybe 23 when it happened it was like here i am an addict did anybody think anything different was going to happen what what do you do when you're molested and raped and abused and like all these things for most of your life of course so i use that as like a permission statement to stay there like mm. of course i'm a drug addict you know but but really like the beauty has has been through like the trenches of what I've learned through this experience. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. That makes me kind of sad. Don't let it make you sad because it has given me something that I cannot get through anything else besides experience. I am able to connect with so many different people mm. and and they help me and I help them. And we have conversations that are real and honest. And I'm, I wouldn't be able to have that if I didn't have these experiences. And yes, it's hard. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I live across the street from the very first house I was raped in. You know what I mean? So of course there's like mental triggers, but isn't that life? You just learn how to kind of trigger, okay, cope with it. How do I cope with it? And kind of just like create something good with it. Well, and, and for anybody that's listening, I mean, one of the things that's amazing about Caroline is, is how much she's able to speak to her truth, right? And and she shares it freely in a way that allows your own healing, but but also allows people that are listening, people that are sitting in your circle to find their own healing. And through your strength, I mean, really, it, it's been a gift to so many people, yes, inside, but also to all the women that you're sharing your story with that are on the outside of facility too. And I mean, it's an incredible journey and you choose to keep stepping forward, stepping forward, stepping forward. And I mean, and that's one of the cycles out of addiction, right? Um, so tell them the name of the program too. I don't think we've even talked that, but, but what you, so how you do that. So now you're doing it through zoom in the, when COVID world is over, do you go into the prisons? Kind of explain that both of you, however you want to do that. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'll start. So um, I worked with Caroline in 2018 um, with open hearts, open minds on the minimum side of Coffee Creek Correctional Facility. And then uh, Carla and Don, who run that program, said, you know, why don't you do a show? I was working on a show on the medium side. We've never worked over there. And that show that I did was called Weaving Women Together, a story of m my own mother's passing and how women have shaped me and how I've found my mother and other women over the years. After the show, it turned into this two and a half hour conversation, Rick, with women sitting in the circle saying like, who are you? How can you come here more? We need this kind of programming. We need this kind of conversation. And really that sparked me saying, hey, Carla, I'll start running a program over here. So in 2018, we started a theater and poetry class and it started with a group of five. And at the end of that year, it grew into um, a class of 35. Um, and really those women in 2019 wrote their own stories, their own music, their own dances and did their first show in the chapel at Coffee Creek in the history of it being open inside one night for a standing ovation. And then the second night was outside for family and friends in the visiting room. And really for me, that's what it confirmed that, that it was um, transformational um, for the women that were in it and for their families and friends that came to see it. And, you know, somebody said to me in the audience when they were walking out that night, they said, whatever has been happening in the room tonight and in this process is God's work and whatever you're doing, you need to do more of it. 
And so I quit my job a few months later and said, let's wow. do this. Let's start a nonprofit. And totally randomly, I mean, Carolyn, she is so wise. Tom, I'm so glad you're saying that. She is so wise. I mean, is that Caroline then found me through the social media interwebs and said, you know, I'm glad you're doing this work. I don't know if you remember, but I was in your production of Twelfth Night. And um, I we started to find this connection. And, and really, we met in the flesh, in person, outside of prison, only just a few months ago. So, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not to over-spiritualize it, but guys, I think somebody wants you doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think- do you think Caroline would like women on the inside? And I'm sure this stands for man too, but let's talk, let's talk about women. Cause that's what we're, we're doing here. Um, um, does that make you feel value, valueless? I mean, when you end up in prison, do you feel like you don't, you know, you guys are trying to give people the ability to see that their story is rich, even if it starts off with trauma and, you know, foundationally has cracks in it, you can repair those cracks. I think that, um, it kind of gives people the the knowledge, like it is possible to change and re and really remap the way your brain reacts to things. And um, I think it just gives people hope that your, your, your trauma, you know, everyone, ha- every, you know, that everyone is a wrong word because that's generalizing way too much. Um, but you have a choice. Okay. I was a, a victim of all these things as a child and like you have a choice on like what to do with it. And so I think it gives women hope like, okay, I am in, I am in prison and I did this thing and like, let me, let me kind of like work through the muck inside myself. And it gives people kind of that. Cause we, so how, uh, let me go back to your previous question on how we're working through um, through COVID. So right, so right now I write a newsletter and that gets sent in. I kind of kind of journal um, to them. I include some pieces that I write to, and I include some topics for the month. And they respond through art, through poetry, through stories. Um, and I think that gives like one of the, you know, find the light or write a poem about the light and darkness you carry in your life. And that gives somebody the platform to kind of look at those things and go through those things. And I think when people can do that, they can take their truth and then create what they want in the future. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense to me. I so, well, and, and also to add to that, Rick, the, the breaking the wall piece is really so women on the inside are responding also to the same prompts that women on the outside are responding to. And so in a pen pal format, we swap the work. So you write the poem about light and darkness and we share it with the women on the inside and then we share their work with our class on the outside over Zoom. Wow. So you're also working with them after they get out. We have been and also just women that are on the outside that are curious about being in facilities. Wow, sorry, my train's going by. Love Um, it. So, so. Was prison a good thing for you, Caroline? Prison saved my life. I mean, honestly, I feel like if there was a rehab where you had no choice, <laughs> that would have been better. Like, you can't leave until you're nine months sober or something. You know, that Mandatory. might have been a little Mandatory rehab with me yes. and Caroline at your side. It, it seems that way. <laughs> You inside and outside. Because <laughs> you needed a stopping place. You needed something I needed, to go. I to needed. You yeah. and go, 
And then the second thing you needed was somebody like Nikki to walk in and give you an idea, you know, here's this theater program and you did it. I mean, I'm not taking that credit away from you, but then something to a value to not just sitting in a prison, but something to spark something in you that says I can be different. And that's what you guys are doing for these women is you don't have to live this way for the rest of you have your story's beautiful, but now let's go create it. Don't you think that right, that's because you can world. turn negative into something beautiful. And I think it's also, sorry, sorry to interrupt Rick. I think it's no, also you. seeing the multitude, right? Of stories of that you are not your crime. That might've been something that you did, but you do not have to identify by that for the rest of your entire life. There are so many other parts of these women that are sitting inside. I mean, we have classically trained pianists, we have mothers, we have artists, we have lawyers. I mean, there's a whole multitude of women that are being identified by a number, not their name, not who they are. I mean, and so it's really looking at like, how do we drop our labels and also come back to the stories of who you were as a kid? How did you get here? What do you love doing? I mean, and helping them see, understand, and remember all those parts of themselves. And then imagine something different for your life. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I think there was that comment from Laura that said something about, we need to help assimilate, not lock people away and forget them. I mean, and, and yes, it's it's that we need to help as a society, a, as a culture, the rehabilitation process of believing that these people are part of us, not something else. You know, one of my friends um, was talking and he said, you know, what I always get tired of is I'm all, I, I'm, you know, I was an alcoholic but I was, I'm not anymore because I'm not drinking. So, and as a culture, I get why, you know, you're always, but, but I kind of, I, okay, I'm just gonna be really honest. I hate it. I think it's like, you're not an alcoholic for the rest of your life because once you stop doing the alcohol, now, yes, you have a propensity to go back and you need to remember that, but why do we, you know, you're not in recovery for the rest of your life. You've recovered. It's like, I had cancer. I, I don't want to be a survivor. I'm glad I survived, but I'm not going to be a survivor for the rest of my life. I'm going to, I did, I did that. Now I want to move on and we should I think let that's you. true for, for some, but for, for some, they really do need that like AANA structure to, to stay sober. Right. I, and I'm I, not saying I they shouldn't do that, but it's, that? It, it's not, I, under, I, I think, I mean, he still goes to AA all the time. He loves it, but it's just what that, that calling people, that name, for the rest of your life, like when Nikki was talking, it's like at some point you, I, I just, I'm so anti-label. That's my problem. Rick, I am anti-label, and I well, can't. Well, and 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 Rick, what you're speaking to, I mean, I come from a family uh, of alcoholics, of addicts, and but it's also remembering that they're so much more than that. You know, whether they're in recovery or whether they're choosing, you know, denial and living with that. I mean, they're people. You know, at the bottom end of it, they're people. So let's talk about funding. Because you guys need some help. Um, it <laughs> Give takes us your money. money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes funding to do something like this. And you guys have had some grants, some minor grants and stuff, and, mm -hmm. and some people interested. But um, you're really hitting an area that not many people are really doing much with. Um, in terms of, it, it, you, Caroline, you can probably talk about this, but a lot of people get out of prison and you kind of, you get a little bit of, you know, and here, and then you, you know, there's some services and I'm not knocking any of them, but it, it, that deep personal storytelling 
that I think really works. That's not something that's um, government funded. <laughs> There's yeah. not a lot of state money that goes into that. So you guys are looking for what? Caroline, you want to jump in or me? <laughs> oh, I'm scared now. Don't be scared. <laughs> you know, we're we're really looking for ongoing funding for small monthly donations that that help the work continue. And I mean, and the work that's continuing is we've been recording for the last few months conversations on the outside that then get sent in on the inside. Anything from meditations to conversations around grief to conversations around theater and therapy and breaking the bonds of imprisonment. So that we're constantly offering services that go both ways that are happening on the outside, but also are serving women on the inside. Um, and, and really, I mean, all this work that Caroline and I are doing, we're working for pennies. It's true. There is no ongoing treatment. And, and we all need ongoing support. I, I mean, whether we've been incarcerated or not, but the focus is really to look for ongoing support to continue to allow this work to exist. Thank you, Winga, for being so blunt. I, yeah. I was dancing around the issue because I, mm -hmm. I, I, I know most of my people never got much support sponsors and some of those programs do a good job of getting people out in the community and stuff. But, um, what you're doing is revolutionary, I think. Um, but I think that's, isn't that where the world is right now? I think, I think a lot of us are looking at story as we've learned that that's the way to tell <clears throat> who we are and to, to find common ground with stuff. You know, um, it's, we all had trauma as kids. Most of us had, you know, life isn't perfect. It's hard. Mm -hmm. and, and right. You know, ahead, I, I, I walk out, I walk around the town where I was an addict and I see so many addicts. I see so many homeless and it just, that's, that's what makes me feel so, so uh, full to be here is because I, I was tired of seeing all this stuff and not doing anything about it. And, and, I don't have money to offer addicts or, or housing or rehab, but I, I do have myself. And so that's what I'm giving, you know? Um, and I, I just, I want more people to get involved and be part of, be part of the change because there more than ongoing treatment. There really isn't any mental health treatment in prison at all, nothing. at all. And um, on the outside, nothing. And I mean, on the outside, it's it's very difficult. I mean, personally, I've I've gone through counselors like I eat fast food because because I have Oregon Health Plan, and so it's like I I'm cycled through all these people that I have not really found a connection to, you know. And and the the wait list to get on like neurofeedback therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy because I like to continue because I want to be you know the best Carol that there ever was, uh, but. Um, there's, it's really hard to get into those things. What did you say? You want to be the best what? The best Carol. I just want to Is constantly. That you? That's me. That's you go by Carol. That's my real name. So my real name is Carol. And when it's so silly, this is kind of what theater is done. Uh, I am who I say I am. I, mm -hmm. I prefer Caroline because mm -hmm. I've never really liked Carol. So I go by Caroline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and all my make fun of me for it, but whatever. So this is Carol, and I have value, and and I want to get. I want to do this like the. I want to do life big. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, don't you think we should all, and Wendigo, I'm just going to really quick, I want to pull this down. You were not rude and don't tell me you're sorry for being rude. You were direct and any direct person is welcome on this show. You were not rude and don't apologize for being who you are. Um, no, you don't get to do that. I'm sorry. Now, if I was rude, too bad. <laughs> it's my it's my show. Um, so she says, amen. But I think that was about your comment, Carol, not what I just said. So Caroline, um, what, what would you tell people um, when they're, when they're, when they're seeing women getting out of prison and, and wanting to, I guess, I don't know what I want to ask you. I know what I want to, where I want to go, uh, which is why I love it's this so show. Good. You kind of have to just process things. You know what I mean? Don't you think that it's time to stop looking down on people because they made a mistake? You know, I, yeah, I do. I think there's so many areas where we're kind of stigmatized, you know, housing. Uh, I went, I, when I, when I first left sponsors, cause I had the option, um, if I wanted to get my daughter back, sponsors didn't have a, a spot for me to have my daughter there at that time. So I had to move out. So I spent almost $400 in application fees just to get denied, even though they say they accept felons just to get denied. Cause I, cause I have a burglary and I totally understand what that looks like, but, but I shouldn't have, I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't be judged. Well, shouldn't, I do understand. Well, I, I try to come at it with a level of understanding because looking at who I am on paper is kind of like, ugh. you know what I would want? I want people to, to meet me. I want people to meet me, talk to me and then make their judgment. We're kind of like, or exactly. That's nope. That's it. I want them to make their judgment based off what they, what they see of my actions and do my actions align with my, with my words. That's what I want for, for really all humans, not just felons. I think so many people. Right. Shouldn't we be, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word judge, but shouldn't we be evaluated based on who I am right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you are not willing as a human being to have a relationship with me, sit down and have coffee with me, talk to me, um, then we're never going to get there. And you know what, honey, you, excuse me for calling you honey, but you know, it, all, all kids are like honey to me. I call my boys, honey. People go, why do you call your boys, honey? I said, cause my mom and dad always called me honey. But don't you think that if we, that's the problem in the world outside the prison and everything is like, we are so quick to on Facebook, just see what something looks like and not take the time to do what Nikki's doing with you guys is, you know, so what's your story? Who are you really? What do you want in life? What are you, what are your dreams? I always think that's what's so weird is people don't dream. God, dream big. I mean, I always tell people, they say, what would you do in your 23-year-old self? I'd say, Rick, dream bigger. Dream but not, bigger. Only, not only do I want to be seen as like a human who has like, you know, rights to live among other people. I also want to be seen as, as a human who I don't just, I want to give back to my community. It's full circle. Right. You know, it's all about if something is it, I get helped out a, a lot. You know, I got bought clothes and got, my brother helped me get a car when I first got out. So when I am able to help people, I help people. Mm -hmm. I have, it's all just a pay it forward community. 
my buddy sits and because he was in prison, he watches the, um, the Lane County mugshot page and he watches that. And when he sees a mugshot of somebody, he finds out it's going to be released. He calls the release center. And then he, <laughs> if he has time, he will go down there. If it's a day, like he's not working or something, he'll meet them, pull them out, give them, buy him coffee or something. And he does that all the time and nobody but, knows it, but that's, that's what you, you know what I mean? That's right. where the road that's hitting the rubber on the road, man. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So how can people get involved with you guys besides, um, and, and like, give me a website and I'll put it on. That is it, Caroline, just meet me, see me, understand me for who I am. Um, this is Bonnie, good friend. And she uh, runs the Springfield chamber. So, uh, Bonnie, you should invite her to come talk to the chamber. That'd be really interesting about what they're doing. You would, she yeah. would do it. You should do that. That'd be really I super. I would love that. It, give me, uh, um, how do people get you on the web? I'll write this down while you guys continue to chat a little bit here. Um, so you can reach, we have a website on the inside.space or um, is our emails listed on our website, Nikki? I don't know if they are, but you should give yours and, my, and yeah. mine. <laughs> it's on the inside.space. Uh -huh. Yep. And then uh, my email address is, yep, just like that. Caroline at on the inside dot space. And I'm Nikki at on the inside dot space. You know, I, I mean, the, the last thing I want to say is, is how often people will say to me in circle in facility, oh, well, Nikki, I don't know if you know what I've done, but blah, blah, blah. And I always stop them and I say, I don't actually care what you did. I care about who you are right now. And right now you're an actor in the show. So get your butt on stage, you know, or, I mean, and really that's what it is though. What you speak to Carolyn of meet me where I'm at. We've all made mistakes in our past. We're going to continue to make them, but what matters is who we are in this moment. And I mean, I think that's a big part of our culture is how often we judge people, not just felons, but anybody, our family members. Yeah. All of it. Oh yeah. That's it. Nikki at on the inside. Space. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys put you're an pretty on close. You know, I, and, and, and I think that's really what I, I look at a lot in my life. You know, I have two young girls of, of how often am I leading with judgment and how often can I leave with open receptivity? Who is this person? Yeah. How can I meet them in the middle? How can I meet them where they're at in this moment in time? And I mean, all of us could serve to drop a little judgment and show up with a little more faith. Do you guys want to yeah. teach life skills classes to the entire world? I think you we, should. I think we do run a four class series for for women on the outside, all over you know, Zoom, so you can participate anywhere. And we work with a gazillion different time zones, so you should show up. <laughs> so I want to, Vani, who's with the chamber. This is her response. I'm all over that already, Rick. Not Ruck. She means Rick. But <laughs> I think you're going to get a speaking invitation, you two, uh, to the Springfield Chamber of Commerce. So that uh -huh. would be a really great thing for people to hear. Um, I, but seriously, if you guys wanted to come back sometime, we'll talk, but it would be really interesting to kind of go through some, some just let you guys kind of just do what you do and, mm -hmm. and, and talk to people and give them some, some skills, like maybe pick three things. I don't know. You, you're experts at this. I'm just pretending, um, <laughs> maybe get somebody to, 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 to really, I would like to broaden that mm -hmm. to some cultural stuff. Like what can we do societal wise? Uh, to start bringing people together. You know, I'm, I'm working with a dentist. We did a billboard that kind of got some people excited, but we're going to do a new one. And it's going to be like having tape on people's mouth and say, speak up now 
-hmm. before it's too late. And I think it's just time for people to start sharing their lives and sharing again. And, you know, Mm -hmm. well, one of the things you're speaking to jump in, Caroline, sorry. No, I said share, share your truth. Share your truth. Well, one of the things that we've been doing since COVID is we're creating a book with women on the inside with stories of women on the outside. So 20 prompts, 10 have come from women on the inside, 10 have come from women on the outside. So over the course of a year, they have the opportunity to respond through poetry, through art, uh-huh. through text to these 20 prompts. And so you'll see Caroline's story side by side, my story of a, a moment in time when you didn't get the support you needed. And it'll have underneath like whether they were incarcerated or not, who they are, where they live. The idea that really we're looking at similarities that bring us together rather than things that keep us apart. So you should participate in that, the book project. Uh-huh. If you're interested and want to get involved, you're, the door is open. Contact us and we'll get you in our class series and you can start creating with us. Because I'm really in the big picture, are women on the inside anything any different than women on the outside? No. <laughs> we're all just human. We've all made mistakes and, and we're still making them. Yeah. Right. I, I always tell my friend Nick, I said, the only difference between you and me is I didn't get caught. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and it really... And, and, you know, and that's, that, that's the, that's the God awful truth. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I love him so much because mm-hmm. we can just sit and have, you know, as a, as my guy, I, you know, you get a lot of phony conversations, but like with Caroline and I mean, you have to tell you, I know Nikki, you think the same thing. It's like, I would rather have what, where was she? Windiga, you know, just t- telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. I think we're, as a culture, we're just so tired of people with Disney stories. We want, the documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want a fluffy piece that tells me how, you know, so when I walk out of the theater, I feel happy and, and everything's wonderful. I want to have something that makes me feel alive mm-hmm. and real mm-hmm. stories. Our stories are what make people come alive. I think it's I true. Agree. Creativity is what keeps us alive. And, and I think, you know, when my mother died, I got hundreds of letters from the men that she worked with in facility. And what I realized when I was reading those letters is that she gave them um, an opportunity to share and she chose to listen rather than to push an agenda or her ego forward. And that's what they needed, somebody to listen to their story. And they were changed by it, you know? That's what we're doing. We're trying to listen more deeply. You know, I um, and I don't know why this reminds me of that. Maybe it has nothing to do with it, but I remember I did a documentary, Senator Mark Hatfield. And um, he was really good friends with Mother Teresa. Mm. And he went to Calcutta and he saw all the millions of people starving. And he said, how many people have you helped in your life? And she said, you know, probably 300, 400,000. He says, how do you keep doing it when you know that millions more are going to die? And she, yeah. <laughs> she looked at Mark Hatfield and she says, oh, Mark, God did not call me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. Mm. And, you know, to her, all those one at a time is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And right. isn't that what we all need? Just one person at a time uh, to be there with us. And you guys are doing that for so many. I just I, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. So I hope people out there will get involved. And you guys you guys put your heads together, which is kind of scary to me. And then you come back with me with an idea and we'll do psych. But I want it to be really not just based on 
prisoner stuff. So obviously that's where you are, but, but to really, let's, let's challenge culture. Let's challenge people and give them the ability to talk about their stories. And maybe you guys get a couple people. I don't know. You, you, you're already thinking, Nikki, look at Nikki's face. She's already got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already thought we should, we should bring uh, a couple of our guests from the outside that participate in our work and, and let them share sort of part of their story on this platform in terms of how we work with them on the outside. I like that. Yeah. Okay. We'll plan okay. All right. Thanks you guys so much for being here tonight. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Say, oh my God. That gives me so much hope. How about you? Oh my God. Oh, I needed those two tonight. I needed that so bad this week. Um, yeah, you guys, it really is. Don't be afraid of your story, you know, and the pitfalls and the hard things and the places where you tripped and fall. And I, I found in my life, you know, I, it's, it was, it took me a long time to get here, but cancer is the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, because it took all this, the shit out of my story and just put it back to where I was raw. And then you can start to find yourself. If you are now, all those emails have an ad in there that I didn't put in them. So if you're looking at that, please put the ad in. Um, and, um, if you do feel so inclined, you know, they are looking for funding. If you know somebody that might be willing to fund that, that has some big bucks, or you just want to donate, or you want to go find out more, please, you know, find out more from them. Um, and again, we want to thank Amanda Parker at Parker Heights Realty. If you are looking for a realtor, bless the people that are blessing us to be able to do this because we can't put this content on for free. And um, they're the reason that that happens. So if you can bless them, that would be really great. If you're looking for a realtor or you're looking for a place to sell your house, uh, talk to Amanda, uh, Amanda Parker, Parker, or Parker Heights Real Estate or Realty and uh, in Junction City. And um, tomorrow night, we're going to be with the Blue Valley Bistro uh, with some live music. Uh, they're having live music on Friday, but we're going to do a little pregame tomorrow to get you set. And then on Friday, we're in Veneta at the Emporium where local crafters and, and makers uh, put together some really cool stuff and you can go purchase it. Uh, the other thing you can do for us is uh, post us on your page. Just put it up there because you never know when someone in your life may be um, in that situation or just needs to hear that. And, and that alone can help do all that stuff. All right. I will see you tomorrow night. Thanks for being here. Um, have a great evening.